0: another episode of these are the voyages i'm the captain captain chase mckinney and joining me once again for another round of talking Trek and shows and you know stuff like that for a new year i think it's a new year question mark because we're starting these seasons all over again my dear friend commander eric how the heck are you my dude
1: yeah we're back this is a new year new year Absolutely. It's an Emmy year. Think of it like an Emmy year. <laughs> right? We just had the Emmy Awards, right? Yeah, Our own yeah, version. Yeah. Now here we're starting the new season. Like That's right. Man, it was a year ago we were starting this like you know, a marathon basically of new Star Trek content and I don't know there's for no sure. word on like when the next show is premiering yet, but I'd imagine we're we're in for another ride.
0: I, I imagine we are as well my man yeah I'm, I'm I mean part of me thinks it's probably gonna be like an October kind of time frame but I mean we'll see we shall see but anyways before we we get ahead of ourselves and you know talk um, you know talk season three of lower decks and its premiere you know the we've had like two episodes like that have dropped you know we had like um, of course we did it live but we also like um Uh, published, you know, um, produced, whatever, um, an audio version of the TRTV Awards, and then just recently we had um, our final retrospective that aired on Lower Deck Season 2, you know, to prepare us for, you know, the Season 3 being here. But in reality, you and I, I mean, and David, of course, who's not able to join us this week, we haven't really chit-chatted in, like, two or three weeks, I think. Like, we've just been kind of, like, I guess, taking a break, kind of decompressing. We've had a lot of things I've had a lot of things going on um, since we we stopped so yeah let's 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 go to the lodge meeting man like what's been what's been going on in your world
1: yeah it did feel a little weird there like like Thursday night rolled around it was like wait I don't have something to do <laughs>
0: no what I mean, is this <laughs> yeah what
1: is this <laughs> you know it's been it's been uh it's been a time right uh school started. You know, true. new job, new job, new new school, new students, new subject. I'm teaching, so I'm excited about that. And you know, I'm teaching eleventh graders now, which is different than teaching seventh and eighth graders last year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm teaching at a school that doesn't believe in homework. What? So like, I don't have to assign that or grade any of it. No, because our school day is from eight thirty to five p.m like it's a long school day and a lot of our students have to like go to work after school um cuz we're we're not from like an economically privileged area so okay because of that we don't assign any homework we all everything is meant to be done in class
0: wow man can you imagine how much life would be, be- have been better for us if we didn't have to do homework in high school well
1: i mean i tell my students like they're, like I give them a handout and like we can't do it all in class there's extra problems and I say, think of these extra problems like your homework, like your extra practice because you're not going to be able to learn math just by doing it here in class you've got to take that time mm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, are they doing it or not? I don't know
0: mm. You know, speaking of, of extra practice, I'm still waiting on your, um, your idiot's guide to calculus that we talked about a while ago.
1: Mm, yeah. Mm. I mean, I've got I've got all the lecture videos from when I taught calculus as an online course. You can just watch those. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's for, that's like that's designed for like a high school freshman or sophomore to take. Not high school. It's college, college. Okay.
0: Yeah, I am that idiot, by the way.
1: Okay. Well, I'll send you all. You know, what was like forty-five. Just think of me videos or something like that you can just watch them all over the course of 16 weeks right
0: yeah because i have i have so much time i have all that time to play with of
1: course why not right you want to learn calculus yeah well
0: (laughs) i mean i do actually i want (laughs) to learn that and um proper physics so all right then i didn't take physics in high school and i didn't i definitely didn't take it in college so i feel like I, i was just i was just talking to my manager about this like i'm like I feel so silly, like, you know, being my age, you know, and teaching in academia and, like, wanting to learn these two subjects that, you know, you're probably originally introduced to in high school. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like I've been left out. Did you not take physics
1: in in high school at GB?
0: I didn't. I did not. Really?
1: I thought, like, every senior had to take physics. Because there were the two physics classes. There was, like, the... Like, the high—it didn't call it honors, but that's kind of essentially what it was, right? There's, like, the one that I took, and then there was another, like, physics, like, lower level than even that one. I thought everybody had to take one of those.
0: No. No. I can't remember how it worked. Did we have to take science all four years? Is that what it was? I
1: feel like we had to take IPS, biology, and chemistry. I know everyone took those.
0: Yeah, so. Maybe
1: it was just those three that here's you could ha- take and you could stop after that.
0: Maybe that's what happened. I can't remember how it, how it worked out, but um, I, one thing I do know I remember, I mean, I definitely did um, IPS, Introduction to Physical Science, um, Bio, and um, and I took ChemCom um, in, um, for junior year. So here's what happened um, I get to uh, ChemCom with one of the Mr. Hugos. Um, because they were brothers, and they both taught the same school, which was kind of weird, but that's fine. Um, And Mr. Hugo was like, you're too smart for my class. Why aren't you in, like, honors chemistry or AP chemistry? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I can't remember what her name was, but she was um, the, the, uh, like, faculty advisor for like Unite or something like that um, she was um, I want to say she was like of some kind of like Mediterranean descent that's all I remember um, anyway like he, he went to like go like you know go to bat for me you know like hey this kid should be in like honors chemistry and they like looked at my my uh like how I performed in IPS and like oh well he got like I think it was like a C plus or a B minus or something like that in. um In IPS, so he's not eligible to be in honors chemistry. And I'm like, what? That's
1: that's, That's that's so dumb. dumb. That is dumb.
0: Just, it's dumberific, man. And so, like, I mean, that period, I think it it was like probably like fifth period, maybe sixth period for me. I just ended up just, I don't know, not really doing anything. Like, uh, Mr. Hugo did something I don't know if this happened in any of your classes but he was like you aren't required to take the MEEP I don't think like right now uh, but the MEEP was like Michigan's um, standardized test for different grades in case anyone's wondering by the way it's like a state
1: it's like the star in Texas
0: yeah it's, it's just like this like proficiency exam basically that like assesses your learning and readiness or whatever type of thing yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, that you know high schoolers and middle schoolers and stuff have to take anyway, so yeah, I, 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 um, he was like, you're not required to take it in the, this in the fall, but anyone that passes the MEEP, the science MEEP, um, won't have to, um, like, take the, the midterm or the final for this class, basically. I'm like, okay, so I took it, and I think the highest you could get was, like, a one, so I took it, got a one, and I just sat there and didn't really do anything, so it was just, I mean, I remember, like, the one thing I remember from ChemCom was if you put Dasani and Aquafina in a, in a refrigerator and you pull it out and you drink both of them, they're going to taste exactly the same because they both come from municipal water sources. They're both purified the exact same way, and that's it. So that's the only thing that stuck with me the whole time from ChemCom. So <sighs> I feel better, I think. But that was a long ramble just to talk about physics and calc. It
1: was. It was. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, as long as we're talking about like school, um, at the school that I'm at, we uh, take time away from the actual school day because our school day is long, like eight thirty to five. That's a long day. Um, to do clubs during like during school time instead of like after school. And so every every member of the faculty has to be like a club advisor. And every student has to be part of a club. And so we were like deciding the week before school started, you know, like what club we wanted to, to run. And they gave us like, you know, this spreadsheet on the Google Drive and you could, everyone could type into it and you could see it, whatever. You know how Google Drives work.
0: <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm aware.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You and your listeners are. Our, our listeners probably are too, right? Anyway.
0: Um, <laughs> so they were like,
1: okay, put your name, write your name down. Write the name of the club you want, and then write like a little student-facing description. And I was like, "Sci-fi club, right?" Oh. And I was like, "All right, I was science fiction club." And I was like, um, and I said, uh, we will explore the different uh, genres and um, and forms oh, of science no and genres and forms of science fiction." From short story to novel to movies to TV to radio and more, all right? Whether it be, like, fun space adventures, time travel, or social commentary. Science fiction has something to offer everybody. And I was like, this is perfect, right? Because I put the social commentary in because that's big right nowadays, especially at our sure. school. And I was like, all right. And then I look, I read through the list of what some other people were writing at the same time, and another teacher, Mr. Lemley, uh Wrote almost exactly the same thing I did, word for word. (laughs) Like, almost exactly the same thing I did, word for word. And I was like, hey, hey, Mr. Lemley, what's going on here? He's like, let's do it together. And so me and him, we're running Sci-Fi Club together.
0: Let's go. All right, man. Yeah. Someone is going to boldly go. That's right. Where no club has gone before.
1: That's right. We're putting together a good list of things. Okay, okay.
0: All right. Sounds like the Sci-Fi Club's about... To, we're about to have a spinoff on this show, the Sci-Fi <laughs> Club podcast. Oh, man. That's your new ship. Congratulations.
1: I mean, you know, like, you know, I have a big, strong love for sci-fi.
0: Yeah, you do. That, right. That's a true story. That's, that's a true, a true story. story, yes. Yeah. Man. Well, that's cool. You'll have to, I mean either on the air or off the air or both. You have to, like, let me know how that progresses and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, because why not? Why not? I am interested, by the way. It's not just a platitude. I'm genuinely interested, so. Um, well, I guess on my end, uh, I, I don't know how bad it was for you, dude, but um, uh, the week of... Um, I guess that would have been, like, August uh, 21st. Uh, we, You know, we'd been, like, what, three, four, five some odd months without, like, rain, period, in Texas. Like, we've been, like, in a crazy drought in this state. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know how it was, like, in, in your neck of the woods, but here in North Texas, man, woo, drought. And then, of course, of course, the day that I'm supposed to leave for a business trip, we get five months worth of rain all at once
1: <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> of course yeah
0: so yeah i i um i went on a business trip to um to indiana um i think i've mentioned on here before i know i've mentioned it to you eric uh where i started I'm, i just started recently as an assistant professor for a university and this uh that particular week you know we were uh, meeting for uh, faculty workshop for a whole day and then the other um Period of time that I was there, it was like meeting with students and just doing like our intensive and like getting them acclimated to the department and expectations and blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. So, I mean, it was a great experience. I mean, it was a very lovely campus, my first time being there, uh, which is kind of weird to say out loud. Um, after, like, you're hired before ever seeing the place, you know? Um, yeah. The joke.
1: Yeah, that's a little weird.
0: Yeah, but anyway. Such is life, but yeah, I mean, it was it was great. Um, it took me forever to get there, at least at least it felt like it did. Um, I dropped the kids off and headed straight to the airport, and um, flight was delayed like twice, um, but yeah, altogether, it was it was pretty fun. And uh, my last night there, and this is what Eric would probably call cruel and unusual punishment. Um, the last night I was there I ran a 5k um, at night. It was a a night they call it the night light 5k and for me it kind of was cruel and unusual punishment. I think I clocked about a mile, maybe 1.3 miles that was like basically all uphill. So like I was getting all sorts of gassed out from just like all the hills that like I had to like, or like the grades or you know the whatever that you're kind of climbing at different points and it was bad, man. And then, like, with it being in dark, like there were parts where we were like running through the woods, like with a very minimal light. I'm like, I don't want to die. Vecna, stay away from me. I don't want, I don't want the demogorgons. <laughs>
1: Vecna, stay away from me. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> you don't start seeing little creepy spiders everywhere.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, fortunately, I did not hear any clocks chiming, so we're good. We're good. <laughs> That's, oh, that's yeah, it, funny. Yeah. But it was good. I mean, good times. And um, the next time I know I'll be going back will be, of course, the end of the year for commencement. But there might be some in between. I have no idea. We're just kind of making this up as we go for right now. So anyway, are we caught up yet?
1: I think we are.
0: Okay, cool. Enough of the hippie stuff. Eric, let's talk Trek. Let's do it. alert as we go into spoilerific territory to talk about the season three premiere of Star Trek Lower Decks, Rounded. Eric, we're back. We're back in the land of Lower Decks, more animated Star Trek. The last time we had any form of animated Star Trek was, of course, Prodigy. Um, But here we are. We're back with Boimler and company, um, picking up basically right where we left off. Uh, for the most part and uh season two of course ended with uh, captain Freeman being um, arrested you know and taken into custody I- in custody, I can't talk words are hard being taken into custody um, to stand trial for uh, destroying packled planet so um so yeah how about that huh yeah how about that I-, I gotta say when we we're gonna start
1: out this episode it's it's if you've listened to us as we've done these, you'll know that Lower Decks is not my favorite show. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's David's favorite show, and I don't think it's Chase's favorite no. show. <laughs> um, that said, and and the the season premieres of the of these have been some pretty bad episodes, actually, um, in my opinion. Like this the season one premiere, probably the worst episode of Star Trek in a long, 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 long time. <laughs> Um, season two premiere nominated for worst episode at the re- most recent TRTV awards. Go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say this episode: the first time I watched it, I did not like it. Um, but, but the second time I watched it, I w- there there's some some good stuff here actually. Right, like I, I did not like it the first time, but that second time, you know what? Let's let's try to give this show some credit here, because I think I know what it's trying to do, but maybe maybe not. But it still has some of the classic, like pitfalls of lower decks. But let's 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 try to give it a little credit here.
0: So I'm just gonna come out the gate with this because. I like starting, um, on the at, with this kind of perspective, and of course, like we'll go through our painstakingly detailed recaps, like we always do. But I really like this episode. I just want to say that I, I really enjoyed the premiere. Okay. And I didn't like what was it? Second contact. That was um, what the the series yes. premiere, wasn't it? Yes. Not, not a fan. Was not, not a fan of that. Um, and uh, strange energies. Really didn't like that one. But grounded. Nope. There's something to this episode, man. Like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I quite want to say that lower decks has grown its beard, but I do see a little <laughs> bit of stubble. I see maybe a little bit of stubble on this. So. So we'll, I don't want to be singing its praises too much, but I do want to give credit where credit's due, and I thought this—I I did enjoy this episode. So, um, anyway, Eric. Um, so yeah, we we have like we we have like a, a quick recap. We have like some news reels. We have stuff going on, talking about Freeman, like the Federation news and everything like that. And um, along the way, we have uh, good old. Mariner talking to her, her Admiral Pa, and just deciding to throw things like throwing potted plants around, and he's trying to calm her the heck down, and um, you know, all like feeling very protective of her mother uh, for like probably the first time, like in a, in a while, it seems like to truly care. I mean, like we saw like some repair to some extent taking place in season two, but like you really see this compassion for her mom, I think in earnest in this episode like her mom is in custody not knowing if she's going to be stuck in a penal colony teaching typewriter lessons
1: right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but in, in classic Mariner fashion she's a she's a big petulant child sometimes yeah you know if things don't go her way she doesn't get what she wants she throws her temper tantrum and that's well, that's what she's doing here. She's she's having a little temper tantrum in her dad's office, saying, "Dad, you're a four-star admiral. Like, how did you let this happen?"
0: You gotta trust the trust the
1: system. Yeah. Trust the system, Beckett.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: Which she doesn't, of course, doesn't trust no, it. Of cor- of course so she, she starts her scheming, and of course, like throws a few more potted plants around the room just for grins and giggles. Um, that's right. Cause why not? Um, so she, through a series of events, and I might be skipping around just a little bit, um, because, like, I mean, we're getting the gang back together. I mean, that's really what we're doing. We're getting the gang back together. Um, the Cerritos, we know, is, um, it's, it's in dry dock, basically. I mean, like, the last time we saw it, it was naked, um, you know, trying to, um, get through uh, what, what was it like a it was like some kind of cluster and it would have like ripped ripped it apart or something like that uh,
1: yeah i think it like it would have drawn like whatever it was trying to go through i think they would have drawn the energy of the shit i don't know the energy of the
0: right but
1: hull or whatever yeah they had to they had to strip it the whole the outer hull yeah. off
0: so um so the cerritos is like somewhere we don't know where exactly it is um, but we need to figure some things out. And um, uh, anyways, I think the next uh, character that we end up uh, reconnecting with is Boimler. And Good old Boim. I don't know how I feel about this because like, it was just a little too on the nose, like with the vineyard. But I did, I did kind of have a little bit of a chuckle at like, you know, he's like picking grapes and he's like totally wearing like, you know, uh, Chateau Picard type vineyard garb, right? And they make, <laughs> they make raisins.
1: They make raisins. They make raisins. When you told me you own a vineyard, I thought you made, like, wine. <laughs> no, nope, just grapes. Can we dry them? A lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, 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 like, I know we're laughing about the vineyard scene and them making grapes, but, like, this is where I said, this show it is what it is at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I know Chase, like, did it grow its beard? But it is what it is. And it the showrunner, the creator, cannot stop himself. Mm-hmm. He literally has no control. He, like, literally cannot stop himself from doing this, from making sex jokes. That's, like, what this show is at this point. And... All of the other people working at the vineyard are scantily clad women. Not that there's anything wrong with scantily clad women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but like, Boimler or Bradward, can you taste my whatever? Tell me, like, Bradward, can you take me into the hut and show me what to do with these? Bradward, my clothes are all wet. Can you... Can you help me take them off so you can see me naked? Like, oh my, like, why?
0: Eric, I, Eric, I, Eric, I am living right now for those voices. Can you do that again, please?
1: No, oh. no, no. Roll roll back the tape to hear it again.
0: I'm going Feel to rewind screen. that. You want
1: to hear them again. Le- Re- 30, hit the 30 second rewind button. I'm put it on slow-mo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or speed it up, depending on what are your preferences? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was good. Yes. So, yeah, um, part of part of the conversation, of course, you know, like, Mariner's, like, just, like, overhearing him, like, talk about Boim's stuff. Um, and he, he like, along the way, like, we find out, like, this important piece of information that really jumpstarts stuff and gets even more people back together. And it's the fact that Boimler is being Boimler, Right. And that he re-dictates, I guess, logs from senior staff. And um, he keeps them, like, in his bunker, whatever. Like, on these, like, just different paths. And, uh, like, Mariner's just, like, so stinking excited. Like, oh, yay, this could, like, you know, clear clear my mom's name. And, like, all this other stuff. Um, but, like, you know, but we need, like, an engineer or something, you know, to, like, finagle some stuff and make things happen. So, of course... We track down Rutherford and Tendy at this point. Go Rutherford. That's my boy right there. Love me some Rutherford. And um, they're like wearing like some goofy kind of outfits and they're just playing and like of course like they're just they're they're having this like meaningful conversation about stuff and Mariner's just like waiting the doorway for like the perfect moment to make her grand entrance and we have everyone back together. And this is essentially you almost left out of I was, gonna say, going. I was just going to say, like, this is essentially, like, almost a shot-for-shot recreation of Search for Spock. Like, the beginning of Search for Spock, basically.
1: Yes. But you left out one very important detail uh, of that
0: story. What if I was waiting for you is to say
1: where, it? Where? Oh, okay. Where were Boims and Tendi eating this dinner? T- not Boims. Ruthy, Rutherford, and Tendi eating this dinner?
0: They were at Cisco's. Cisco's
1: Creole Kitchen. That's right. That's right. Oh man, Cisco's Creole Kitchen. Now, you know, I'm just gonna tell you right now. Like Chase, when you come to my wedding, we're having we're having dinner at a Creole at a really classic Creole kitchen in the heart of New Orleans. So
0: let's go. I'm here for it. It's,
1: get- not it's not Cisco's because it doesn't exist yet.
0: Maybe it's at this. Maybe we're at like the future site of where Cisco's is going to be. Like that. Ah, uh, maybe that could that could be true. Head accepted, my dude. Head accepted, but that'd be good. That'd be good. I had some a2fa uh, not too long ago. That was pretty good. So anyway. Nice. nice. But yeah, we're at Cisco's, yeah, yeah. and um, um, along the way, like you know, we, you know, we're gonna try and like beam to a ship. And, you know, like I think we've we're like you know trying to get like a general idea of like where the Cerritos is, so we can beam to it. Um, but like, I, um, uh, this is where I get a little lost. Like, was it that off-world beaming was not permitted, or was it just at like a particular facility? That's right. I think I got lost.
1: So yeah, so they they had to get up to dry dock, but in order to do that, they had to go because there are a bunch of dry docks, so not just one. Right. Cause obviously there's not just one so in order to get up there they had to go to this transporter site because transport access is restricted yeah yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and so there they are prepared to meet this like chief who's like an old school like security officer I don't want to fight somebody <laughs> and you know he's a, like a frail little man mm-hmm, right mm-hmm.
0: that's right that's right, and um, like you know, he's like kind of, kind of like catching on to them, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry about it; it's fine." <laughs> um, but then, like later on, um, he's like, "Yeah, there's like this, um, um, there's there's this stuff that's like in in space right now that's going to prevent you from like directly beaming. Otherwise, it's going to like really screw you up. Um, so you'd actually have to like, you know, fly out there, basically." And um, we hear about, like, um, a certain ship, kind of, um, and Mariner makes this wonderful suggestion to be um, to see if we can beam elsewhere on Earth to um, hitch a ride to space. And um, Eric, what location is it that we get the opportunity to uh, beam to and revisit?
1: Well, Chase, that would be the historic Bozeman, Montana. That's right. The site of a historical event of significance.
0: That's right. The site of first contact. And we finally get to see, you know, Zeph Cochrane, Cochran. Like, the statue with his arm stretched out to the cosmos. And, you know... I had, like, kind of mixed emotions about this. Like, you, you and I hope the listeners know how dear first contact the movie is to me. And, like... I hear I hear the the overture, you know, for for first contact playing, and I see that, you know, for the like Bozeman has been kinda of turned into like a little like kind of amusement park. And you know, for maybe like a quarter of this scene, I was like, hm, huh, that hits me in the feels. But then the rest of me was like, eh. Uh. Uh.
1: I mean, I mean, I have a hard time believing that this site would be turned into an amusement park. Like, I get, yeah, uh, like, more of a museum, right? Yeah. But, but I think Picard did say that the actual Phoenix, and this is where, like, when I first watched this, I was like, they're not actually like turning the actual Phoenix into a, into a, like a, a roller coaster ride. And I was like, I remember the second time, I was like, oh, that's right, yeah. The Phoenix, the actual Phoenix, is in the Smithsonian, that's right. right museum in Washington, and these are just replicas. I was like, "Whew, that's sacrilege right there. That's like <laughs> blasphemy." Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, like, like a museum, a historical site, right? Something where you like people like come to it with a sort of reverence almost, mm-hmm. not like, "Oh, look at me, sell my you know food and drink." You know, and like the Vulcan ship was like a kid's playground, right? The there was a slide going, and there were swings. Mm-hmm. That 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 doesn't strike me as being what historic Bozeman would look like. But I get it. This is a comedy, right? It's poking fun at these things, right? Yeah. I, I think I understand what it's doing here.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have to like just, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, was it cool to like see like a Um, like a a xerox copy of the of the phoenix like flying up out and like going to orbit yeah was it cool seeing like the nacelles like pop out yeah that was cool was it fun seeing a hollow cochran um put on his little you know like one hit wonder track that he like flew his his uh first contact mission with yeah
1: we gotta abort
0: Oh god. <laughs>
1: no, wait. <laughs>
0: I found it. <laughs> That's rock and roll. I did okay, I did appreciate the fact that we had um we had James Cromwell revo- like come back, you know, and reprise his role as, as Cochrane. That was cool, by the way.
1: Yeah, one thing one thing for certain that came out of this episode. We have a nominee
0: for next
1: year's TRTV Awards already. Best legacy character moment
0: yeah it w- it yeah. was pretty good i mean <laughs> honestly yeah no it was cool it was it was it was pretty cool it was it was cool so thank you james cromwell if you listen to our show for coming back and uh playing your character all over again
1: yes so we appreciate that yeah man
0: so um yeah i mean like we got like some sweeping shots of of bozeman you know in, in animated form and um and so the crew, they get on, they get on the the Phoenix. They do the thing. We listen, we listen to some music, and um, there's just some random dude <laughs> who's like terrified. And I love the fact that Rutherford just goes in like he's ripping stuff. And he's like, "Sorry, Mister Cochran," and like makes him go away. And they like just override some things to go to warp. Which, if you're just like a roller, this is. I'm just like, I guess I'm poking holes at this, but like if you're just a roller coaster that's just supposed to go up and down why would you have an active like warp capable anything right like why why not just have like impulse type of thing
1: no that's fair yeah i mean i guess they want to show you the um the full experience right they want you to feel what it was actually like inside that and they're only going warp one right yeah and you know we we have we have it's been like established in Star Trek that you should, you probably shouldn't go to warp inside a solar system, you should probably like you know just because no faster than light, no left or right, you know you should just be in the clear out into space. And there's a <laughs> lot more gravitational pull, yeah. right, bending of bending of space time. <laughs> the closer you are to planet. True story. True story. So you know it's just a it's just a, like a simple little jaunt, right? That's warp a fun one jaunt. Simple, yeah, simple jaunt.
0: All right. <laughs> well, we uh we may or may not have traumatized our little hitchhiker, but um he ends up becoming what was it? Zach was his name? Zach? I can't remember what his name was. David? It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. This is you're
1: taking away my like expert like knowledge card here. I am not I'm taking sure it away this random guy's name.
0: You have done that yourself. Uh, um <laughs> You have done that yourself.
1: That's another another fandom.
0: Um Okay. So our what was called because I can't remember it right off the top of my head and someone in Listerland is screaming at us, like, how dare you not know that name? It's fine. Um yeah, it's fine. It's fine and he he zips off to explore the cosmos in the recreated Phoenix while we all make it to the the Cerritos we find the logs but the logs are not Boimler's logs but they're not quite what we think they are um, because they have a few extra things thrown in for fun
1: yeah sorry
0: (laughs) Eric (laughs) don't make me bust you back to Ensign man (laughs) look at me look at me i'm the captain
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes yes you are yes sir
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's an inside joke okay um so yeah we find yeah we find we find these data pads like these recordings like these logs and everything and it's not it's not but it's not completely what what boimler was talking about um there may or may not be some embarrassing things that, you know, Boimler added in for posterity and grins and giggles, I guess. Why?
1: Yeah, that's okay. I don't care if they're embarrassing.
0: <laughs> they're going to We're We're a bunch of lower deckers. Deckers, we're low ranking. They're not going to take us seriously with this kind of stuff. <sighs> <laughs>
1: no, it's cool. We can just give them to the Starfleet. They have... They have the, the, the star dates, they have all the stamps, they're official, like they can they can use them. We gotta trust Starfleet again, right? Right. We have to do exactly what Dadmiral told us to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So what do we do? Let's hijack a ship. But before we do that, let's send everyone away so Mariner can save the day.
1: Yes, because she's married. Yeah.
0: Um
1: because she decides the logs are not worth it. They're not going to work. So
0: this okay, so this is the part like this is something like it, maybe it's like just something simple, maybe it's kind of innocuous. I don't know, Eric. But I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to make a big deal out of it, but I might. So you might have to rain me in a little bit. Um so she she forces um, her buddies, right? She, she'd make sure that Boimler, Rutherford, and Tendy are on the shuttle and that's like basically put on autopilot to return to Earth so that she can hijack the Cerritos. If um, I'm not mad at it, I don't think. Jury's still out, but somehow I feel like if we could just like do the old switcheroo and make something pretend it's Earth so that we can like autopilot back to it. I feel like that would have been done a lot more in past shows. Like, I, I mean like, I'm in this like weird place and I don't know if like you have like a, a strong reaction to this or not, Eric, but I'm in like this weird place of like, that's genius, but like, it's like, really? All at the same time, like I don't really know what to do with it, uh, with that particular scene. I liked it but I didn't like it. I'm just kind of stuck in this like weird limbo. Any thoughts on that?
1: So like Mariner just typed in the coordinates to Earth, right?
0: Yeah, and then and, and then uh, Boimler just gets on and the and
1: locked out locked out controls.
0: Yeah, and then like but then yeah, but with like the the runabout or the shuttle whatever it was, it looked like a runabout to me. Um he just literally got on the touch screen on the shuttle whatever thing and he just like was like, Oh I'm gonna make this make the, the Cerritos um read as though it's Earth instead of the ship. So like he just literally like just like toggled, he just like switched it just in a moment.
1: I guess I didn't even catch that. I thought they just were able to undo the the lockout. No. yeah you're right that would be probably pretty useful i mean could be useful probably something they would have mentioned before right yeah yeah yeah
0: but and here's the thing like and this is why i'm not completely mad at it because it was it was pretty smart like how they did it because if you remember here in a moment whenever the the shuttlecraft is like coming back to the cerritos he's like oh shoot 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 it thinks it's earth and that earth's gravity is going to like force it to slow down. I like that. I did like that. That was yeah. smart. Um mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, it did crash in in the shuttle bay. I did like that that the that, that like it didn't automatically like just fix itself. Um So, good job. Good job, Lower Decks. Good job.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. But like let's let's um let's talk about one thing important here for a moment because the reason why we couldn't beam up to the ship in the first place, the reason why we had to go steal a replica phoenix from this Bozeman amusement park thing. There was some swarm of space bug things called Veruvamites. Right, and they, they blocked they were blocking transport. But when we got the Cerritos out into space, they were clinging to the hull. And they were, in the words of Beckett Mariner... Wait, are they having an orgy? Please, like... Ah, like, I said it earlier. The writer, the creator of the show cannot stop himself. Mm-hmm. Can't He like, literally cannot stop himself. Like, why? Like, why? why do we need to keep doing this? Like, I'm sure there's somebody out there who loves the, this type of joke thing, but, like, I just, I don't get it. I don't see the point of constantly doing mm-hmm. that. Like, I, I don't think it adds anything to the show for me, and I, it's not funny anymore.
0: You know what I originally thought whenever the, the Verubamites were um, getting on the hall? Like, there was some, there, there was something in, like, the line of dialogue that made it seem to me like they were... Somehow regenerating the hull or that they were like providing some kind of like equivalent of like the hull just by being on it so like I thought we were going to like somehow partner with them to be able to fly and go wherever and like do do a thing type of thing. Um that's what I was originally thinking. And then yeah, like you said, that would
1: have made sense. That would have
0: been kind of cool, right? I mean, I thought it would be kind of yeah. cool. But yeah, like you said, like um I was doing all right until they said orgy. I mean, I was legitimately doing okay. Um like with this episode, despite everything else, um it was just kind of like a eh, really like I wasn't I didn't have like as strong of a reaction as I think you might have had, but I was still a little annoyed. By that, by that line in particular. So, mm.
1: anyway, I just I'm not sure I understand
0: it. Yeah, I, I, I get it, man. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we're we're almost at the end. I mean, like, of course, like we're we're stealing the ship out of space dock, and um, or you know, sorry, or, and, or you know, not I space like, dock, dry I dock. like
1: that. As we're getting caught, right? Tendi comes up with a great idea. Let's, uh, let's pretend that we're, you know, the lo- actually lower deckers, like, and we're trying to take some initiative and do some science project, and you know, there's, you know, we we're doing hands-on research, and it's fine, and, and it works, and they're like, yeah, look, good for you, lower deckers, like, you know, trying trying to do something, like study these creatures. That's what starfleet's about is studying new life like good for you we'll just need the name of the person who authorized this survey but i like i like tendy she that was smart thinking Mm -hmm. good for her good good idea Mm -hmm. i like that
0: Mm -hmm. and then they sweat for like what all of like 10 seconds and i did and it's captain freeman like with um with ransom and
1: with her whole with their whole yeah. senior staff.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it was like the whole the whole thing was like, yeah, you 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 should have trusted, you should have trusted Starfleet. You know, they would have done the right thing, type of thing.
1: But why would I do? I told you to do that, Mariner, Beckett. <laughs> I told you. Oh.
0: oh.
1: You know. You know what I like about this here? It's like. This show's called Lower Decks. It's about the people that are not, like, supposed to be, quote-unquote, important, right? Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to be the the best trained, right. the, the most highly qualified at this point. But we, we always see, hey, if there, there's a mission, let's send these same four people on the mission, regardless of if it makes sense to send them on the mission or not. We're sending them because they're our main characters. Mm-hmm. But, like... If you go back to the last season finale, it was Rutherford who came up with the idea to strip off the outer hull. Like, that was his idea. Like, a supposed, like, underqualified, less experienced Lower Decker. It was Boimler who went and got, like, the last panel off of the the ship. It was Mariner who was posting up, like, giving directions to Ransom to help fly the ship. Like so we've seen these people who are supposedly not supposed to be involved in the truly important things happening be involved in the truly important things happening. I agree. And like the more and more you have these characters do these things, it makes less and less sense to have them still be ensigns or lower deckers. Like if they're if they're showing themselves to be coming up with ideas and and to be more competent then you get promoted. And Boimler actually got promoted. Like let, let's remember Boimler himself, it sh- should not be an ensign at this point. Yeah. Like he should not have had to give that rank up. Like, I'm still a little like, still a little
0: salty about that.
1: Not cool, not cool with yeah, that. Yeah. I wasn't gonna use the word salty, but I'm still a little not cool with that. Yeah. But like I like that they were not in the room where it happened.
0: Mm. <laughs> 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 I see what you did there. <laughs> you saw what I did there. Oh, I understood that reference. I did. <laughs> you are not, un- a good you were one, not huh? uncultured swine. Good job. Good job. <laughs>
1: yeah. <sighs> but they want to be in the room where it happens. Yes, they Especially Boimler. Boy. He wants to be in the room where it happens. After, well,
0: after the the grape vineyard, I don't know if he really does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Ooh.
0: Oh, that, was that, was <laughs> that, that was good that was good that was good that was good that was a good was one
1: good. I, I, was, I was I was I was I was like prepping that joke all day
0: <laughs> you have to show me your notes or something you're like I oh, don't know it's fine yeah yeah you know the maybe I'm getting a little ahead but you know you're talking about promotion and we saw um, was it Dr. Tana um, you know basically say like I want you to be like be trained like to do more senior stuff because you master things so quickly and easily I to tendy. to attend yes I really hope that that isn't forgotten because that would be doing tendy dirty and oh yeah. and she deserves it as far as I'm concerned her and Rutherford I think deserve it more than anyone
1: oh yeah and like yeah and like what about that whole Rutherford thing of
0: like. The memory?
1: I mean, they've got to like. The memory mm-hmm. thing. They've got to like bring that mm-hmm. up too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because like, I mean, we didn't really see much of like the. Ba-damp, ba-damp, but, like all the pop up stuff happening again. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, I'm pretty sure he did, you know, kind of wipe the memory to a certain extent, didn't he?
1: All the back. But like. All the I'm backups. But when he yeah. wiped all the yeah, backups, yeah. like there was that flash of like. Oh, well, he'll just think that he did this on his own. Like, it's like, I don't know, some Section 31 stuff probably. Probably. That's probably where they're
0: going with probably. that. Probably, yeah. Anyway, well, this, um, I mean, we're almost at the end, and I, I think this is ca-
1: Anyway, we get a good drop here. Uh, a, a team of people led by myself and, and, not by myself, but, like, led by Captain Bateson. Did you I catch did, that? Yeah. yeah, good old Kelsey Grammer. Mm. Kind of looked like Kelsey Grammer too. It did.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was very, I mean very much Chain of Command esque. You know, with like their outfits and everything like that. But yeah, like we found out, it was all a, a ploy by um, by the pack Lids themselves um, mm-hmm. to force the the force Starfleet and the Federation to put them in a um, what was it like a. Uh, 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 like resource, a resource rich planet rich yeah planet. that's what it was yeah mm-hmm. and of course it didn't work but of course it didn't so um but yeah this i mean it it works out but um i again this is kind of like a love-hate relationship of a scene that i had which is in the very end of like mariner like or beckett whatever you know we just you keep getting away with things and we can't protect you we can't keep doing this like and it's it's the Dadmiral and i i really hate saying dadmarol cuz dadmarol is reserved for vance as far as i'm concerned yeah anyway yeah but i think it made sense here but yeah like the the dad, so okay but yeah the dadmarol and um and freeman are kind of giving her a stern talking to and she's like you know instead of you like being under my authority now like i'm going to do it with uh uh, have you have you be under the command of ransom now? And he has like this evil, well, evil mean, conniving laugh. Like, why wasn't it like that to begin with?
1: I mean, yeah, that's like everybody reports to the first officer. That's like how. I mean, I know different captains can run their ship differently. Right, but pretty much we've seen everybody reports to the captain to the
0: first officer. But even still, your your family—like, why would why would you like report to a family member in a chain of command? That seems well, but like
1: that was—I think that was the whole point of like the end of season one—is that like they were trying to like work together more.
0: Which is fine, like fine with them working together more, but like ultimate like you know supervisory type of responsibility. That's an issue. That's a conflict of interest right there. That's dual relationship type stuff right there.
1: Yeah.
0: I agree. So, anyway, I mean like we're we're there. I mean, we're we're done and like that's just where it leaves off. So, um yeah, we're we're one episode in and um that's that. Any final thoughts on this episode before we go to more of the evaluation of stuff?
1: No, I think we're good.
0: Okay. Well, we're, we're, we're going to go somewhere. We're going to go somewhere. Um, it's been a minute, and um, Eric might shake his head at me, but it's been a minute. Um, and we're going to talk about the Delta. And uh, the different divisions of Starfleet Service and how well it was or wasn't represented in this particular episode of Lower Decks. Uh, where we look at um, we're looking at command, like with leadership, leadership decisions, leadership theory, things of that nature. Of um, course, science as well as with um, operations, whether that's tactical, that's communications, that's engineering, things of that nature. So, Eric, how th- how to you know the season three premiere grounded do with the Delta?
1: I have a difficult time giving out like a command, um, Delta specifically because like we're not dealing with the command staff here like at all really i mean you have you have the admiral like saying trust the system yeah but you don't have him like which she's trying to tell her listen there's something going on that you are not privy to because you do not have the rank yes i know this is your mother but you do not have a need to know everything that's going on and like he could have maybe tried to be a little more clear of that, um, but he just said, "Let trust the system." Uh, he's really the only person like in command that's that's in this episode because Carol Freeman just shows up at the very end. Um, and like, like Mariner is a terrible leader. She's not like leadership material. Let's let, let's be honest, right? Um, so I I'm not I don't I can't get I cannot. It, give a command here but like i can definitely give like you know an engineering delta to rutherford for you know figuring out how to reprogram the 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 theme park ride um i guess you could give like an engineering to um the switcheroo and reprogramming the the um the shuttle pod and the idea of you know, oh, it thinks Earth's gravity is going to slow us down. I think there's some engineering that that you can definitely do there. Um, and then I, I think you can give Tendy a science delta for, um, you know, coming up with this plan to to hey, we're we're doing this science project, and they're not really doing a science project, but it's it's good thinking. It's something that like sounds. Legitimate and something that you can at least like. Oh, I'm a scientist. Here's something that I can figure out that we can that we can use to get past this. So I'm even okay, like giving a sort of a science delta for that.
0: Yeah, and that's I think that's high praise uh, that we're even <laughs> that you're giving it out <laughs> in this show. Uh, by the way, um, yeah, like I think I think you're you're I mean you're you're reading my mail. Um, and, and like I, I've already I've already said like I really enjoyed like how the the shuttle pod the switching thing in like the ship and like how the gravity like isn't lining up like I thought that was really smart and I think there can be a lot of overlap maybe not all the time but there can be a good amount of overlap um in all these shows where um, whether it's engineering or science, I think engineering and science can kind of go hand-in-hand hand with one another. Like, there have to be, I think, um, certain, like, what, scientific principles, like gravity, um, as you make, you know, like, a, a decision on, like, how to make a, a a piece of technology do a thing. So in this case, like, we're talking about a shuttle pod, you know, a runabout, whatever. Um, so, I mean, I'm... I'm cool with it. So yeah, like I'm I'm right there with you with engineering and um and uh science for this. So um I guess with that that kind of takes us to the final piece of our evaluation of this episode, and that is our numerical rating. So on a scale of one to ten, one being a dumpster fire, ten being absolutely amazing, how do we rate this episode?
1: Yeah, I I always struggle with my lower decks ratings because it's so different from anything else Star Trek related. So like I have from when, when we watch like, you know, discovery, I, I have some kind of reference to go on based upon what other Star Trek is like and what other Star Trek has done and how this can kind of compare. And same thing with like strange new worlds and prodigy this, I'm kind of like on my own here. So I just, I have to kind of look back at how I felt about some of the other episodes. And of this same show. And like just compare it. Do I did I like it more? Do I think it's a better episode than some of the other things? And you know, this is this like and as I said, I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Like I really didn't. But I watched it a second time and I actually think that there's some good things going on here. Like I like the fact that We're showing these are lower deckers like nothing they're doing really matters right in the grand let's be honest in the grand scheme of things nothing they did actually mattered to help carol freeman and like that's kind of like what it's supposed to be as lower deckers like you're not really doing anything important um and like starfleet actually handled their stuff and we were able to figure this out and we trust in starfleet right Mm -hmm. um so i like that um the fact that I can like give science and engineering deltas is a lot of fun. Is a lot is good. To, I like that. Um, I don't think that this, this is as good as like the this last season finale. Like I, I actually enjoyed the last season finale, um, and so I'm looking back at like the rating I gave on the last season finale because they're like we use science to, and engineering to figure out this problem that we had. And there was leadership going on there. But, like, this isn't, like, a bad episode by any stretch of the imagination at all. Like, it's enjoyable. Um, Yeah, like, I think maybe, like, a a 7.5 is a pretty solid rating for
0: this episode. Okay. Okay, very good. So, um... Like I, like I said, you know, I was kind of itching to say this, um, you know, that I really enjoyed the episode. Like, I was, I was itching to say that to you. I mean, like, we, you know, like, when we were leading up to shows, like, we'll sometimes just kind of, like, do, like, um, kind of, like, um, like, very minor check-ins in terms of, like, you know, have you watched it or, like, hey, get ready for this or, you know, whatever type of thing or, dang, that was good. And, um, I think there was like a text or two that came about from, from one of our, our text chains uh, about this episode. And I'm, I mean, I'm looking at my ratings even right now from the last season. And I mean, I think last season was probably a much, uh, overall, like a, probably a better performance than season one for us. If I'm maybe remembering it right, but like season one, like we just kind of like did like one single take on, cause we weren't doing, I don't think we were doing like weekly recaps on that one quite yet or something like that. I can't remember the, the circumstances, but, um, I liked it. Um, I don't think I like this more than, um, the, the last two episodes of, um, season two, uh, wedge, doge and uh, first, first contact but I really like this and this is an episode that I can see myself watching uh, not just for you know podcasting purposes but like this is this is an episode I could see myself like actually wanting to sit down and and watch again so um I'm I think I'm pretty comfortable just giving this episode just a solid eight okay I mean it's it's I think it's just a little bit better than average. I mean, it's it's pretty satisfactory um, overall. So I think yeah. I think you have some good good Star Trek stuff going on, um, and then you have like you know some of like the the crude humor thrown in, which I think you just kind of gotta expect, um, you know, with the formula that is this. So uh, without David's rating on this yet, I mean. Just you and I, Eric. We're sitting at a seven point seven five for this episode, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, have you um have you looked at um what like um IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that is rating this episode?
1: Yeah. It um. It has an eight. It last I checked, it had an eight. Oh, how about that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll uh we'll see what um. Uh, David has to say about that um, at some point, um, but um, anyways, for right now, we're, yeah, our average rating is a 7.75, so that could change, but anyways, we'll see. Uh, but before we get out of here, let's talk about the most important part of um, this here podcast, and that is, of course, the Twitter poll. All right, so... I have, um, um, you, know, you know what I do, Eric, right? You know what I do. I, um, I, I poll the people of the Twitter, and I ask them very, very important questions. Questions such as, which tourist spot would you rather visit in the 2380s? And it was just two choices. Bozeman, Montana, or Cisco's? Okay. So which tourist spot Bozeman, would you rather Montana. visit in the 2380s, Bozeman or Cisco's?
1: Well, if we get the Bozeman, Montana of Lower Decks, which is essentially a theme park, right, it might be kind of a ripoff. I I would imagine like twelve dollar hot dogs and <laughs> no. fifteen dollar beers, right? I know we don't use money in twenty three eighty, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> <sighs> I love me some good Creole food, though. Like, so much so that we're having at the wedding.
0: <laughs>
1: ah, man. I feel like New Orleans would just be a lot more fun than Bozeman, Montana, right? Because I could go to Cisco's, get a nice meal, and then go get a hand grenade down the road. <laughs> Where if Bozeman, Montana, like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm in the woods, right?
0: I'm just saying.
1: I'm I'm gonna pick Cisco's, okay. knowing that like. Maybe Bozeman might be the answer, but I would definitely choose Cisco's.
0: Okay, well, here we go. Um, there's not much you know drum roll with this since there's only two choices, <laughs> but um, yeah. um, I will just say this that um. Uh, Okay, here we go. The, the winner for this particular poll with 66.7% of the vote, Bozeman. Which means Cisco's got just one-third of the vote, so 33%.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, I, like you said, that's what I said. I pick Cisco's knowing full well the answer is probably right. not. Right,
0: and you also love Deep Space Nine, so <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yes,
1: which uh, the, theoretically we're going there. I mean, not theoretically, I think we're going there this season. I mean, according to the, the the trailer
0: yeah. Here we go. here we go. So anyway that is it. that's that's all we got for today. So that's the show. That's the show gang. That's it. So we're off to we're off to the races again. Uh, we'll be back um, again uh, next time for um, episode two of season three the least dangerous game. So um, anyway Eric, thank you as always for uh, for joining me in on the shenanigans. Um, and I'm hoping David will be able to join us as he's able to, um, as we, you know, venture out with more Lower Decks. But um, anyways, what y'all, what y'all think um, about, about this? Um, you know, did you, um, do you agree with it? Um, you know, do you not agree with it, with what we had to say? <laughs> uh, we'd love to hear. So, um, um, anyway... Um, you can get in contact with us, um, open up handling frequencies, stuff like that, um, at trtpod at gmail.com. Um, and, um, you know, if you if you want to, you know, send us a voice-only transmi- transmission, you can do that. Um, you can um, enter in coordinates to eight one seven seven five two four seven five seven. 752 There's a three-minute limit, so be quick about it. Otherwise, someone might pretend to be you, like a pack lead. It's fine. Um, Other than that, if you want to mail us something like a souvenir from Bozeman, Montana, that'd be great. P.O. Box 2455 Azle, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.